It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us for a Monday edition of the show. A lot to recap on today's Monday edition as we go back over the weekend that happened in BYU sports. Hopefully you guys all had a great weekend, got everything you wanted to do done as well as catching some sports as well. We'll catch up on everything you may have missed on today's show. We'll start off on the BYU football field with their annual scrimmage in the books. We'll catch up with a good friend of the podcast, talk to him about his insights of that here in the first segment. Second segment of the show, going to talk some BYU women's basketball. Thrilling first round victory in the NCAA women's tournament. They are going to be facing number two seed Stanford later on today in the round of 32. Do they have it in them to spring an upset and make it to the Sweet 16? We'll talk about that and we'll also catch up on every other BYU sport on today's show. So that's the layout of how things are going to go today. Reminder for you guys, you can get the Locked on Cougars podcast on a brand new podcasting app called Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. All available to you for free. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Cougars. With that, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 25th. 5th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Love bringing this podcast to you guys each and every day. Hopefully you guys all had a great weekend like I previously mentioned, that you guys are ready for another work week. A lot to recap for you on today's show. I was not at the BYU Spring Game on Saturday. I'll be upfront about that. I was actually on air. I host a radio show on the Zone Sports Network, who I work for professionally, on Saturday afternoon, and we were hosting a show, but I had a good friend of mine who works with me at the Zone, and a name that will be familiar to BYU fans in Hans Olsen. He was on hand. He joined me on air during my radio show on Saturday to recap what he took away from BYU spring game. And Hans has got a very keen eye for what's going on at BYU. Of course, having been a former collegiate and professional football player, he sees things in a different way than most people see them. So I figured there's no better person to recap what happened in the spring game than Hans Olsen. So here's the interview I did with him shortly after BYU wrapped up their spring Spring game, some of his initial thoughts coming straight off the field and talking with me on the Saturday show on the Zone Sports Network. So here you go. Hands Olsen with myself on Saturday recapping BYU spring football game. All right, we are going to check in in Provo with our good friend Hans Olsen. He was on location covering BYU's open practice or scrimmage, however they want to term it. Hansy, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. It was. Uh, this has actually been... A very fun, very enlightening day and scrimmage. So uh, this was a great day to be out here and took in a lot and got a lot of information. So big day, Jake. All right, Hans, let's start off here. Some reports coming out of it that Tristan Hodge went down injured. Have you heard anything? Did you notice anything yes. that happened? Yeah, he's fine. Like I literally okay. am just walking away from Kalani. And uh, he said, yeah, he went down, but he's just fine. So Okay, hey, that's everything great, is gonna be that's fine great and, news. And, yeah, in fact, after right after he went down, I was right there on the sideline, and he walked over, was on the table for a minute, got down off the table, 
and was moving around just fine. So nothing big, nothing severe. He's fine. Okay, that's good to hear. All right, Hans, um, I guess first things first, what did you make of the quarterbacks? I know that Zach Wilson, of course, has been out for spring ball, but they have the three quarterbacks in Jaron Hall, Joe Critchlow, and Baylor Romney all taking reps here. Did any one of the three stand out more than the others? Yes, absolutely. And I think BYU might have a bit of a problem on their hands because Jaron Hall is special. He is uh, up close and personal and in, in kind of a scrimmage like almost, you know, almost game like you can never get the game like until a game, but in, in a scrimmage like performance, he was special. Uh, I want to say he led touchdown drives on every drive that he was in. If not every drive, maybe he missed one, but it was, it was touchdowns or, or in red zone field goal range. So, he he was awesome, and his athleticism is is evident. His movement, he he's got solid accuracy. Uh, I, I will tell you, I've got to preface this because he he wasn't getting touched a lot. His offensive line, he was playing behind the first offensive line, and those guys were creating big pockets. And I think he's gonna. I think he and Zach Wilson will be the beneficiary of a really good offensive front. I just did an interview with James Empey that I'll play on Monday. And also I got to talk to Kalani Sataki. We'll play that interview on Monday as well. But Kalani was talking about the new offensive line coach, talking about the offensive line. But Darren Hall, with protection, he was scrambling, getting first downs. He was finding his routes and receivers, and he looked special. Better than I, better, way better than I expected him to look when I came down to the scrimmage today. Awesome. Well, I think in terms of just BYU fans, that's probably music to their ears hearing that there's another quarterback that could definitely push Zach Wilson. Um, Hands, I saw you tweet out yesterday that you believe that BYU will have the best offensive line in the state this coming season. Uh, did anything today dissuade you or persuade you to believe more or less into that? Yeah, I would say persuaded. Um, because when Hodge went down, Herring came in, and Herring is solid. So you've got Brady Christensen, and, and you've got James Empey, and you've got Longson, and you know now you've got Herring and Hodge, and you're starting to really work on some depth there. I want to say they've probably got seven, maybe eight guys that are – are very solid, very reliable type offensive linemen. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I I feel very comfortable with that with that tweet and that comment. I think that that held true today. Um, I, I felt like, you know, I felt like they were able to make a couple of very inexperienced, not real good running backs look good today. So, uh, I'm definitely sticking with that statement. Okay, so Hans, uh, in terms of what happened today, would you feel like the defense had a decent day, or was the offense just that dominant? From what from what you're telling us, the offense I think was that dominant, and you know you didn't have Bushman, uh, you didn't have Oliva Hifo, um, you did have Shumway out there, but the, the two the two guys that were really killing it, Gunnar Romney had a fantastic day out there at receiver. I think he caught. Uh, two, maybe three touchdowns. And then uh, you've got Dax Milne who caught a, a deep ball touchdown. That's the other thing, Jake. 
Jaron Hall was finding the deep ball with accuracy. Uh, I want to say I watched him throw four, maybe five completions that were that were thirty plus yard receptions. Um, you know, deep balls over the top, uh, which you know again worry about your corners a little bit and worry about yes. your safeties. I'm not. I'm just not worried about BYU's backfield at all. I I think that the backfield is going to be fine. Like I was watching this Malik Moore, who's kind of moved out to safety and. He can go back and forth at the nickel and safety spot. And you've got three or four returners that are going to be back there. I, I think that the backfield is going to be fine. Um, but that offense was taking it over the top a lot and looked really good today. Well, I think if you're a BYU fan hearing that, that's probably exciting to them because there's been a lot of talk. I think that this past season, one they want to see more chunk plays, speaking of BYU fans, from that offense. Uh I know that it's spring ball, so we're supposed to take everything with a grain of salt a little bit here because, like you said, guys like Matt Bushman haven't been out there. You worry about the defensive backs if guys are getting deep balls. But when it comes to what BYU is trying to do here, Hands, I think we saw that offense transition last year from a pro-style under center system to when Zach Wilson took took over at quarterback. Now it's more of a shotgun-based system where they're spreading it out a little bit more. Still have plenty of the run game, but they're relying on guys to make plays out of the gun. And do you think that's more tailor-made to what just BYU has in terms of just the skill sets of the players they have at their disposal? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. I, I think you've actually it, you, you're you've got a good problem with Jaron Hall and Zach Wilson because they're very similar. And I think that their reads, their vision, their overall athleticism and, and ability is very similar. And you know, I, I think that what you saw at the back end of the season, specifically going into that bowl game, is a lot of what you're going to see this year, and I do think that it is a tailor-made fit for those quarterbacks. I also feel like it's a nice fit for the offensive line, you know, where you've got an offensive line that's more fit to hold a five-step drop. You know, with a five-step drop, I'm going to ask my offensive lineman to give me a minimum a two-and-a-half count looking for a three-count. And I feel like in the shotgun, in a spread, the way they're running a lot of their business right now is beneficial for this offensive line. Not not just the quarterbacks, but for this offensive line. So, and and it's an athletic group of offensive linemen, Jake. I mean, these guys, this there's just not a lot of overhang. There's not a lot of muffin tops out there with these picks. I mean, uh, you you know you look at this Herring kid, and he he's maybe. 18% body fat, just a, a solid, stout beast. And, and it feels like that offensive line is just all prototypes, you know. So very athletic, can get down the field, can work in the screen game, can get second-level blocks, and all of that works good out of that kind of spread, give the quarterback time look that, they, that they've been running. Awesome. All right, Hans, uh, last thing before we let you go here, is there anything we haven't touched on that you wanted to get out of the way, anything else that you saw that I haven't asked yeah. you about? Yeah, uh, a couple guys that weren't out there that you didn't have, Tonga or Faltea. Uh So Kyrus Tonga, who's going to be your starting nose tackle, and, and um, Lorenzo Faltea, who will be either your starting outside, probably three technique, 
neither one of those guys played today. Devin Kafusi was limited in reps, but but played some. So I don't want anybody that's driving away right now from this scrimmage and is thinking, oh, boy, our defense got gashed. I want you to remember Isaiah Kafusi was out. Isaiah's going to be a game changer. Chaz Ayu, who just got back from his mission and just moved outside linebacker, he looked really good today. He's only going to get better. Um, and then, you know, you're going to get some of these interior pieces back. I, I One of the big conversations that Kalani and I had was about his outside rushers. That's one thing they're going to be looking for, Jake. They need to find a couple of guys that can rush on those islands in one-on-one settings and can get to the quarterback. And I don't know if Devin can do that. And I, I don't know if you run certain things like you did with Taki Taki to try to get Isaiah Kafusi involved in that pass rush. But <clears throat> I just want people to understand that there, there were a lot of your big defensive guys out, as well as offensive guys, but some of your big defensive names were out of, out of this game. Uh, J.J. Wigley was running at the defensive end, and I really like J.J. Trajan Peely had a pretty good day at the defensive end, um, so I was happy to see that. Uh, talk to mention Chaz Ayu, another guy that nobody really knows about, um, and and I think caught a lot of people's eye today. And and I don't know what's going to happen with this guy. He's a, he uh, he's a walk on at BYU. His name is Gabe Summers. His dad was a great edge rusher uh, back with Lavelle Edwards in like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. <clears throat> a guy named Hiram Summers. And Gabe Summers just got back off his mission and has walked on, and he was he was one of the the, the sole guys that did spend time in the backfield. I, I think that he had two sacks or at least pressures, probably flushed the quarterback four times, um, was pushing Jaron Hall around a little bit. So it was really fun to see him back off a mission and out there doing so well. And, you know, that's a legacy name. You want to see guys like that have a lot of success out here. The other thing you didn't ask me about was the running back situation. And the, <clears throat> the two running backs that were taking the bulk of the reps were Algier and Finau, Sione Finau. And I would say Algier was doing a little bit better, but both of those guys I think were taking advantage of good offensive line play. So, I mean, you, you, could, you could probably open up the line to me, Hatch. I could probably go f- until 4.30. <laughs> I know you're done at 4, but... <laughs> But it was a lot, man. I, I It was kind of drinking from a fire hose today. There was a lot of good things. There were some bad things. Um, you need to see a little bit more pass rush. There, but there were a lot of good things to take away from this scrimmage. Those guys, those coaches got a lot of good film to go in and work with today. There you go, Hans Olsen. Thank him for taking the time. And I figured it was worth replaying for you guys because literally Hans was walking off of the BYU West campus field, the old Provo High School field, talking with me about that game. He'd just gotten done with the interviews, etc. They're on the field, so thank him for taking the time. And I think Hans, you can hear it in his voice, he's pretty upbeat about BYU coming out of spring ball. He mentioned the fact that there's a bunch of headliners out, and we've discussed that ad nauseum here on the podcast, but I think it's an exciting development for BYU fans to hear that, hey, BYU's doing some good things. So thank Hans for taking the time. 
Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We'll be out at BYU football practice today. Media observation around 5 o'clock this evening. We'll have some interviews, get a recap from Kalani Sitake after the team got to re-watch the film and get his takeaways from it. But I think Hans Olsen, like I said, he's got a pretty good eye for what's going on with BYU and he sounds pretty upbeat about BYU heading into their final week of spring ball this week and then on into the offseason before fall camp later on this summer. All right, we will take a time out here. We'll come back on the other side. We need to talk some BYU women's basketball. They advanced in the NCAA women's tournament, and it was not an easy path for them to do it, but they've advanced. They'll be facing Stanford tonight in the round of 32 with a chance to advance to the Sweet 16. We'll break down that game, recap the win over Auburn next for you. But a reminder for you guys, remember, to get the show every day, subscribe to Locked on Cougars on the brand-new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personal curated playlists and new features every day. Download the Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are locked on Cougars, and a reminder for you guys, when you get in your car each day, when you're driving around, whether it's to or from work, you're dropping off kids at soccer, basketball, golf, whatever they're doing, whatever sporting activity, or just activities in general, or even making the commute to and from work, I want you guys to use the use your feature on your smart assistant with your phone and tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars. Uh, Dave reached out to me over the weekend and said, quote, I'm a fairly new listener to your Locked on Cougars podcast. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. Dave. He also says, also, your tip about using voice command to play a podcast has come in handy more than once. And I am echo Dave's sentiment. I listen to a lot of podcasts on my commute to and from work. I've got about 30 minutes in the car to work and home. So I've got about an hour's worth of drive each day and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I really do use the personal assistant on my phone and tell it to play podcasts, whatever I'm listening to. A lot of times it's Locked On 49ers. I listen to the Locked On Jazz podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But I also listen to, listen to a lot of college football podcasts. Solid Verbal, uh, Stuart and Bruce, uh, the Audible, I think with Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman. I catch a lot of podcasts. So thanks to Dave for using that feature. And I think it's a it's a great feature. So I would encourage you guys, give it a shot when you're in the car. Use it to catch up on all the BYU news that you're listening to. And thanks to Dave for tuning in and for being a new listener. If you guys are new listeners, like Dave is, welcome on in. Hopefully you find this of worth. You subscribe, rate, and review would be really appreciated. Give us that five-star review, especially if you use Apple Podcasts to listen to the show, would be massive for us. All right, a lot to get to on today's show. BYU Women's Basketball thrilling first round win in the NCAA Women's Tournament. So congratulations to Jeff Judkin's team on advancing. Uh, Auburn is a tough team and BYU had their work cut out for them as the seventh seed facing the 10th seeded Tigers in the NCAA Championship Saturday. 
And Brenna Chase, big time in this game. 19 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 blocks. Shaylee Gonzalez, who's been BYU's just anchor all year long, added 17 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. And then Caitlin Aldridge, the former standout softball player, has come on very strong down the stretch here. She added 14 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 steal in the victory. So congratulations to the women's basketball team on advancing now. Now they have a a big test in front of them. Uh, Jeff Judkins, their head coach will be chasing his third berth into the Sweet 16 in his tenure as BYU basketball head coach. And Steve Cleveland was on with DJ and PK in the morning, the show I produced for the Zone Sports Network this morning, and he actually gave a pretty hearty shout out to Juddy, and I wanted to play that for you. So here's Steve Cleveland's thoughts on Juddy and his team advancing to their round of 32 matchup against Stanford today. Absolutely. I got to give a shout out okay. to my boy Jeff Jenkins. I, I, I just wanted to say congrats. I know we don't cover women's basketball a lot, but the BYU women beat Auburn in the first round of the tournament, and Juddy's had a great career there, and he's got to have a great year, and they're going to play Stanford, I think, today. But uh, he's been to nine NC2A tournaments, two Sweet 16s. Uh, he's won four conference tournaments. I, I, I love Juddy. It was a big part of our staff for a couple of years, and just wanted to tell him congratulations. There you go, Steve Cleveland. And you can tell he's proud of his coaching compatriot and Jeff Judkins. And I think every BYU fan can be proud of this team. They've got a stiff test in front of them. Stanford will be playing on their home court there at Maples Pavilion today. It's going to be tough sledding because BYU is the seventh seed. They're not seeded to advance. The number two seed uh, Cardinal are seeded to advance, playing on their home court, etc. But this is a big-time opportunity for BYU. They're playing tonight at 9 o'clock Mountain Time at Maples Pavilion there on the Stanford campus. The game will be carried live on ESPN2. Also broadcast on BYU Radio. Greg Rebell did a great job over the weekend calling that. Uh, And it's cool to see this. Hopefully BYU can stun, shock, and amaze everybody by advancing here. But currently not seated to do such. But this is an opportunity, and I, I refuse to count out BYU in any game. I saw them go into those games against Gonzaga and West Coast Conference play with nobody giving them a chance. This Gonzaga team was a top 15 team every time BYU played them in the regular season and also heading in to the West Coast Conference tournament final, and BYU just took it to them. So I don't think BYU is going to be starstruck. They're going to be looking at Stanford saying, holy smokes, this is, this is the team that we're supposed to lose to. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Stanford is one of the best teams in the country. There is no doubt. But I also believe BYU is a top 15 team. I really feel like this team is set up to do great things and it would be awesome to see them advance here, shock everybody, and make Charlie Cream look like, an, look like a genius. He's the bracketologist for ESPN who had BYU as his potential Cinderella. We'll see how it shakes out, but best of luck to BYU women's basketball tonight as they take on Stanford be rooting on the Lady Cougars. Hopefully, they have a good showing here. And like I said, be that bracket buster, survive in advance, and continue to move on. A couple of notes, real quick, before we go about Stanford: they're ranked sixth in the country right now. They have a 29 and four record on the year. They beat UC Davis 79 to 54 in the first round on Saturday. It's their 32nd consecutive appearance in the NCAA tournament. They have an 87 and 30 all-time record, and they're 
playing really well right now. Averaging 74.9 points per game, 40.1 rebounds per game. They pulled down 40 rebounds on average per game. They also shoot 45% from the field, 35% from three-point range, and 70.8% from the free-throw line. So BYU's got their work cut out for them, but I am excited to see what BYU can do tonight, and I refuse to count out Jeff Judkins' team. So, all right, so there you go. That's some of my analysis and some of my thoughts on BYU women's basketball. I'm picking BYU. I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to pick Juddy's team, and hopefully they make me look smart. We'll recap it for you on tomorrow's show. But coming up next, we're going to recap everything that happened in the other BYU sports over the weekend. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you guys, Locked On Podcast Network has launched the Major League Baseball Podcast channel. It's your favorite MLB team in 15 minutes or less every day. I'm a massive Seattle Mariners fan. I know you can send your condolences to me on Twitter if you'd like. But you can find your favorite baseball teams on Locked On on Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whenever you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On, your favorite MLB team. Makes it real easy to catch up on the MLB baseball season. Baseball is such a long season. It's 162 games, but 15 minutes or less, you do that real quick. You're always up to date on your favorite Major League Baseball team. Check it out, guys. All right, more in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back as we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Thank you guys again for downloading the show. Hopefully you guys are all having a great start to your week whenever you hear this. A lot to get to this week. The final week of BYU Spring Ball will be out as the media today and also Thursday. So stay tuned for some interviews with coaches and players this week. Our one-on-ones will continue. And if there are players and coaches you'd like to hear from here in the final run-up to the offseason, let me know. I'd be happy to work them in, request them, and see what we can do for you. Hit me up on Twitter. Twitter show can be found on Locked On Cougars. Also, you can find me at Jacob C. Hatch. The show can also be found on Facebook and at Instagram under the same name, Locked On Cougars. So check me out. Let me know if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, comments. You also can email the show always at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, running on everything else that happened in BYU sports over the weekend. We'll start off with the Batcats. BYU baseball went 3-0 over the weekend with three dominant wins over the Portland Pilots in West Coast Conference play. They won the opener 10-1, won the second game 3-1, and then finished it off in style on Saturday with an 11-1 victory. Uh, BYU now will be remain at home this week. They'll be hosting Pac-12 foe Oregon tomorrow at 6 o'clock Mountain Time at Miller Park before a three-game set against St. Mary's later on on this week. BYU baseball off to a stellar start. 17 and 5 on the season overall, 4 and 2 in conference play. Pitching continues to be lights out for BYU baseball and that's exciting. I really feel like this team is set to really make a run this season in the West Coast Conference. Women's gymnastics held the MRGC Championships over the weekend in Provo at the Marriott Center. Didn't have the showing they wanted. They finished 3rd out of 4. Boise State won the overall title. BYU uh, scored 196. 
1.950 to finish third out of four teams at that. Congratulations on a solid season to BYU Women's Gymnastics. We'll see what happens with the postseason if they get a berth as an at-large into the NCAA tournament. We'll keep you updated on that. But I do want to mention a couple of awards that were handed out to the Women's Gymnastics team, and that is Shannon Evans was named Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Year for the number 15 ranked BYU Women's Gymnastics team, despite placing third at the MRGC Championships. Awesome to see that. She has been lights out all year long. She had that streak of player of the or gymnast of the week honors going well-deserving. Shannon Evans finishing off her career in a BYU uniform in stellar fashion. Hopefully, it's not over quite yet. A couple other things for you is women's golf was in action in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico over the weekend. Had their best round of the three rounds over the weekend on Saturday in the final round as a, shooting as a team a combined 295. They finished in seventh place at 38 over par. Uh, Arizona won the tournament at minus 10. The Arizona women's golf team, holy smokes, that's incredible. But a good finish for BYU women's golf led by Rose Huang who finished t- 14th place at 5 over. Naomi Soifua also finished tied for 16th at 6 over par. So congratulations to the women's golf program. They're back in action playing in Texas at the Bruzzy Challenge. That'll be next week, April 1st and 2nd at the Lantana Golf Club. We'll keep you updated as that draws closer. All right, so there you go. That is the rundown of what happened over the weekend in BYU sports. Like I said, we're going to have a lot more coming this week with the final week of BYU spring ball. Excited for the offseason ahead. I know a lot of you are wondering what we're going to talk about. Got a lot stored up. Got a lot of stories I've been holding on to. They're kind of those timely stories or timeless stories, I guess I should say, where we can talk about them. We'll also do a lot of look back and look ahead when it comes to spring ball with BYU football, etc. And of course there's always news breaking. So we'll have everything covered for you. Don't worry. I know you're probably wondering, well, what's Jake going to talk about? We'll take care of you. Don't worry. We'll always have you up to date on all the latest BYU news as we always do. Thanks again for joining me. A reminder for you guys, download the new Himalaya app. Use that to listen to this podcast if you're looking for a new podcatcher. It's easy to subscribe to. It's got all kinds of great features. You also can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, one more reminder, tell your smart device, play podcast Locked on Cougars. Have a great day. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 25th, 2019. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day